What is going on, everybody? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Super, super... I'm super, super. <laughs> let's, let's say that. Um, just a lot of good things happening as usual. Um, you know, not without challenges, naturally. You know, one of my favorite activities... Okay, there's this guy. His name is Taylor Welsh. Taylor is is really a fascinating person. It is definitely somebody that I like to look to as an example because I remember when Taylor first came on the scene. So the guy is a marketing, he's a brilliant marketer. Okay. And and so naturally, anytime I see someone doing well with marketing, I I tend to, (laughs) oh, I wonder what they're doing. Oh, I wonder what philosophies they believe in. I wonder what they're, you know, what kind of tests they do and et cetera. So Taylor, the thing that makes him powerful is that he actually started out as a really good marketer for what's called organic traffic, which means he wasn't doing paid ads. And then he kind of graduated into the paid ad space and dominated with paid ads based on what he learned from his organic marketing. And so the guy is smart, really, really key principles, you know, talking about the, the audience's pain and twisting the knife, if you will, with the copywriting and this and that. And he became like a well-known marketer overall, well-rounded, very good at copywriting, very good at advertising. Um, And then he sold his organic method as well as his paid traffic method. And he created a company with his partner called, um, um, oh my gosh, Traffic and Funnels. Excuse me. The company is called Traffic and Funnels. And then he wrote consulting books and how to be a better consultant. And that book was published through his own publishing company, Traffic and Funnels Publishing or something like that. And so ultimately he has this, this kind of mini kingdom, if you will, of, of a variety of products and services. Um, and the thing that I find fascinating about him though, apart from his natural skill, is the change, the transformation within. Um, there were moments when he started out and he started to get known. There were plenty of moments in there when he was definitely arrogant and like to the point where I didn't want to listen to him. Like I didn't want to hear any of his podcasts or anything because I had heard a couple of interviews from him and he just sounded like an arrogant turd. Right. And I was like, ah, it's just, it was just a turn off to me. I was like, no, I want to, I want to learn from someone who is really good at what they do, but like they're, they're nice about it. You know, they're not braggy. And, um, so anyway, um, I, I didn't really listen to him for a while. And then I, I caught back up because I actually bought, they, they advertised so well, I decided to funnel hack him. If you know what that is, it's basically you go through their process just to see what they're doing and see every angle. And so I did, I, I took screenshots of his entire funnel for front end offer. This was for his organic play. And uh, this was right around the time I was thinking about quitting my my first agency because it was it was ruling my life and I had no no good way out other than just ending it. The, you know, it was like it was a rip the bandaid off kind of moment that needed to happen. So I was kind of debating that, and so I decided to look into organic traffic because I can teach people how to market, and I wanted to see if I practice some organic methods to get some clients as a, as a marketing coach, you know, so I was funnel hacking him at the same time I was actually buying the product. And so I bought his organic process and, uh, I, I implemented right away cause I do that 
and ta-da, it, it actually worked. And I was like, oh my freaking goodness. And so that that little system there, I'm like, what else does he have to offer? Well, yeah, it has consultations. I need a consultation. So I paid for a consult for them to analyze essentially my life and business. And um, they were the ones that told me, listen, you straight up need to stop the agency business. And I said, well, yeah, but I got friends. You know, my partners are my friends. And they're like, yeah, okay, so you, you have to make a choice. You either lose the friends or you lose your family. That was it. That That's all I needed. I needed someone to say it. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to lose the friends and hopefully not, right? I'm going to I'm going to end that business and uh hopefully we can still be friends, but if not, whatever. This is my choice. And so I did that and I did lose my friends. <laughs> um and I laugh about it a little bit now, but it it hurt, guys. It hurt so bad. Um it was really a painful time and I I needed like a whole week to like start to recover from that that pain. I mean, it was it was very hurtful for me. Um Luckily, Brian Chamberlain was in my life already, and he he's such an inspiring guy, um, and he was able to help me through that a little bit. So always grateful for Mr. Brian. So anyway, um, Taylor Welsh, the reason I'm bringing this up, there's an important lesson involved here. So I started listening to his podcast again, and sure enough, guess what? He had a different attitude. He was no longer that arrogant turd I heard at the beginning of his career, of his uh, well-known career, I should say. And uh, he was now humbled. There was clear humility. There was clear struggle that he had to go through to get to this new character growth. And um, I'll tell you what, I learned something really profound from the guy. He said the biggest reason that he's been been successful with every marketing venture and uh, the biggest reason that he's continued to grow as a person is because he started to learn he needs to recognize patterns patterns are the key. So patterns is everything. And so what he started doing is he literally journals every day. And then once a week, he goes back in time and reads past journal entries just to see if he notices any patterns from the past. And that has influenced and helped his future significantly. And I thought that was so brilliant. And I I kept on saying I was going to journal into this day. I don't journal and I'm Every time I think about it, I'm like, dang it, dude. Why don't you freaking journal? Figure it out. I guess you could say this podcast is somewhat of a journal, actually. <laughs> I mean, there's like 400 episodes in here, I think. Uh, maybe not that many. Maybe like two or 300. Um, and you guys can actually hear. Uh, there, There's times when I was going through that, I'm, am I going to quit my business thing like that? I was podcasting during that time. Anyway, so... Um, um, patterns, past patterns in life. And because I learned that from Taylor, I actually did start to implement it a bit where every once in a while, and this just happened to me yesterday, every once in a while, I like to think about times in the past that I have felt the best because money was all right. You know, marketing was going well, what have you, family was good. I was feeling good. I was in better shape or whatever. My health was was in a good place. Give me a second here. I got to merge. There's construction. It's a it's a rough merge spot here. All right. Um, you know, and I like to think back to those times. And so I'm I'm thinking back to my very first marketing experience. 
get this, guys. This is so fun. I can't believe, I mean, I can believe how, how well this works. So, so here's the thing. So I learned about marketing and funnels and I thought, okay, it's pretty simple, right? There's an ad. Someone clicks on the ad. They go to a funnel page. On that funnel page, a percentage of those people are going to put in their email, name, email, phone number, whatever you're asking for, and click the button to get some kind of ebook. Among those people, they're going to go to the thank you page, which is also a registration for a webinar. And a percentage of those people are going to sign up for the webinar and then get the reminders for the webinar. And then a percentage of those that sign up for the webinar are going to actually watch the webinar. And then a percentage of those that watch the webinar are going to actually pay for the thing. That's as far as my brain was taking it at the time. Okay, there's steps past that, but that's where I was thinking. So you've got to click an opt-in, webinar registration, webinar view, purchase. Five steps in this marketing campaign. Okay, this was my first, and I was an affiliate for this company, and so that was their process. That was their marketing process. We could, we had liberty on the ad. We can make whatever ad we wanted, and the landing page, the first page. They gave a suggestion of what tends to work, and they said, but you can change this first page however you want. The webinar registration page, you cannot change that, right? So that we couldn't do anything with that. So here's what I did. I set up an ad, I, well, I set up the whole funnel, um, and I followed their template to the T. I did not make any changes other than my picture. I put my picture in there. And then um, the ad itself, they kind of had a template for the ad, and so I, I decided, screw that, I'm gonna make my own ad. <laughs> and I did, and then I hit go, and it failed miserably. And how do I know? Because it wasn't getting clicks. That first step, I wasn't even getting. I, I had no idea if the rest of my funnel was good, because that first part was sucking. And I said, dang, okay. So I turned it off, and I started YouTubing better ways to make ads, and I discovered the different psychological parts of the brain, the reptilian, mammalian, and neocortex. Those three sections of the brain are extraordinarily important to know as a copywriter. And so I started digging deep. I met a guy um, named Ronnie, I can't remember his name. I actually don't like him at all, but he's a brilliant copywriter. I also met a guy, um, his name is Heath, absolutely amazing guy and amazing copywriter. And I started learning copywriting. And uh, over the course of a week, I learned enough to give the ad another shot. My second ad, you guys, has made me tens of thousands of dollars in this in, for that company. Like, for me, from that company. Which means it made that company probably almost 100000 if not more. So I wrote this ad. It was 912 words long. Very long. And I put a picture on there. Um, it was a picture of me with my youngest son. His name is Perrin. And me and Perrin, and this was when Perrin was like... I want to say like one, one and a half maybe, um, and he had to get an MRI. Um, Perrin has cerebral palsy, and I was very scared because an M I've had MRIs. They're very loud and terrible and uh, uncomfortable, and, and this poor child has to go through that. And so I was comforting him on a hospital bed, and my wife took a picture of that, and I used that picture. It was a very, it's a very sentimental picture and I decided let's do this and my ad was all about him was all about you know some of the the struggles and the thoughts that I was having with my job when he was born because having a special needs child 
it opens your eyes a bit to what you need in terms of time commitment, right? And so I was like, oh man, and I, I was really going through quite uh, an eye-opening time with, during that time frame. So anyway, whatever, I used this picture, I used this ad, I posted it, and clicks came like wildfire. A million gazillion clicks. I had better click rates than the company itself. This ad just dominated the whole market. And then, lo and behold, in a bunch of comments, which in a bunch of shares, people sharing, like hundreds of shares on this ad. Like, I'm telling you, this thing just spread like wildfire. And I'm like, I had no idea what I had done. And then, but you know what I did know? I knew numbers. I said, okay, great. Out of all the people that click to read the ad, or that click like, 10% of those are actually clicking the link. Okay, so I had a a 10% of people that saw the ad, wanted to read more, and then 10% of those, so 1% of everyone that saw the ad, were actually clicking in to, uh, to, to read the rest of it. And so I had a, I think that's what it was. Was it, t- yeah, it was 10 and one. Which is, now that I think about it, was, was pretty bad. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it got shared a million times, so there's that factor into it. And so this ad did super well, and then the, the landing page um, had a percentage, whatever that was, it was 30%. And then the webinar registration page had like a 15 or 20%. And then the buy rate had like a, a one or a 5%, something, something, it was, it was low. It was like one, maybe less than 1%. And so I had these numbers. Oh, and then the view, the view rate was really bad too. Really, really bad. I remember that because that was, I was like, hmm, okay. So of the people that viewed, most of them purchased. So my biggest holdup was how do I get more people to watch this webinar? And it was just a numbers game. Right, this is the pattern that I'm looking at in the in my past that I can apply today to do better. Right? So I'm like looking at this, I'm thinking about what I did. I literally had like it wasn't really a whiteboard per se, but it was like one of those it's like a giant post-it note that I had hanging on my wall and it served as my little whiteboard, right? And so I wrote on there, I wrote clicks, click percentage, uh, opt-in percentage, web reg percentage web view percentage and then purchase percentage. I wrote those those five columns or whatever and I wrote down the numbers for each of those and I found very quickly that the biggest hole by far was getting people to watch the webinar. And so every all the other numbers seemed pretty okay based on the knowledge I had at the time. And so I was like, okay, how do I get more people to watch? So I went back to the ad and I changed some things. I went in and I'm like, hey, you know what? By the way, after you get the ebook, there is a webinar and you should watch it. It's an hour long and it completely changed my life. If you commit to that, I promise you're going to see a change in yours too or something like that, right? So I was foreshadowing and then I went to the landing page and I said, by the way, after you get this ebook, read it and then sign up for this hour long webinar. And I put the time in there so that people were prepared. And so then um, I hit go. And guess what? My webinar views went up significantly, significantly. So then I looked at the purchase percentage, which was okay, but I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can get 100% of people to, that view this to actually buy. So I went back to the ad and I said, by the way, there's a purchase. I'm not going to be one of those guys that doesn't tell you about the purchase. I'll tell you right up front, best 100, 100 bucks I ever spent. I put the number in there, guys. 
I did the same thing on the on the landing page. Those were the only two things I could control. And guess what happened? My purchases percentage went up. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is working. And so three months in, three months of doing that, and all of a sudden I had these numbers that were insanely good. And I was getting, I, I made like, my third month I made like 500 bucks. Now that's after spending quite a bit of money, okay? So this this was not profitable yet. So then I said, okay, I have really good numbers front end. How do I get better back end numbers? Because once they buy the $100 thing, there was an opportunity for them to buy a $15,000 thing on the back end. I said, how do I get them to buy a $15,000 thing? So I went back to the ad and guess what I did? I said that after spending a mini fortune on everything that I needed to be successful, everything became worth it. I literally put the words mini fortune in there, okay? Or a small fortune or something like that. I think it was small fortune. And so now people are thinking big numbers, okay? They're thinking really big numbers. That prepared them. Not only that, but once somebody buy the $97 thing, I had an automation set up and, and I had to learn how to automate. I had to learn how to use software like Zapier and other things. And once I had all that set up, I was like, okay, sweet. So I get an email from the company every time someone pays the hundred bucks. When that email comes in, Zapier says, oh, Zach got a new email with this subject line saying, congratulations, you got a sale. Because of that, I'm gonna send Zach uh, an email. Uh, what was it? I'm gonna send get response a trigger for that name that's in the email and that that trigger or whatever is gonna send this other email which has a video of me talking to them. And so that video was like, hey, congratulations. You just took the first step to the rest of your life and, and boom, I had a video in there, powerful video based on all the copywriting that I had known and learned. And guess what? My back end rate went through the roof. All of a sudden, I found myself spending three to $5,000 on ads on my own ad <laughs> that I wrote for this company. And on the back end, I was making from the company somewhere between ten dollars and $15,000 a month. How powerful is that? Now, keep in mind, that's only 30% payout. So if I made $10,000 in a month, that made them 30000 If I made fifteen, dollars that made them 45000 so the, naturally the company loved me. I was actually the third. I was always between number two and number three in terms of affiliate and, and their leaderboard. Um, and the only reason that sometimes number two would, would win uh, and bump me to number three, and the only reason that number one stayed at number one for so long is because they were spending way more money than I was. But when it comes to making money, I was making the same as both of them by spending like less than half of their ad spend. You know, like they were barely profitable. I was doubling and tripling my ad spend. And so, and I knew that because I connected with those guys and I said, hey, I wonder what we could learn from each other. And the guy at number one, he refused to talk to me. Like he was so freaking competitive, he did not want to talk about it. And the other guy was like, heck yeah, man, let's, let's meet up. And we did. And I showed him my numbers, he showed me his. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? This is amazing, you know? And so he was so impressed. And he happened to know what number one was doing. That's how I learned that actually, at the end of the day, although I didn't make as many sales, maybe as number one, I was actually, in terms of my numbers, I was the number one affiliate for that company for months. For months. And it started on month five. I remember this. It was like 
month five through month 12. I was with that company for about a year. And, uh, and then I found out they were doing some really shady crap on the back end and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't justify in my mind, no matter how much money I was making, I couldn't stand by that. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where that went. Okay. So what am I learning from this? Well, I didn't know anything about marketing really, really my first year of marketing. Nobody in their first year really knows anything. Um, they think they do, but they don't, they don't know what they don't know. And so even so I was able to have extraordinary success. How did I do that? Well, I number crunched. I number crunched, I number crunched, I number crunched over and over again. So now I'm thinking in my own campaign right now for prosperity, um, for prosperity you. Guys, the ad is doing killer. It is profitable every single month. Uh, way more than double profitability, by the way. Um, it's more like four times profitable. Um, so it's actually doing better than this this awesome, my first campaign that I just told you about. Um, however, there are holes. There are things that can do better, especially on the back end. And so we're, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, what can I do on the front end to make it better on the back end? Just like I did before. Well, what can I do better? Right? And so it, it's so fun. And so I'm, I'm going into the office here today with the intention of number crunching and coming up with some brilliant ideas, uh, to, uh, to make things better. And so I can't wait to make those changes. I cannot wait. It's, it's, very fun to look back at past patterns like Taylor Welsh does and like I just did to impact your your present and your future. Um, so I recommend to do that. Think about a time in the past that you were super happy and thrilled with with life in general and say, okay, what were some things that I were do- was doing? Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it was some kind of really cool habit that you started or I don't know. There's like a million things that could, that could be the, the situation there. So think back, remember, and uh, implement. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.